You know what time it is. It is time for your source for fantasy hockey news. It's the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Brandon Hagel getting the bag, but what does it mean for another angle that you should be looking at for your fantasy squad? Players with major opportunity to make some moves? We'll break it all down today on Wednesday's episode. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, fantasy fanatics? Welcome back inside the lab to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-host, Mr. Steel Roden. On this side of the microphone, it's your boy, Big Flip Livingstone. And thank you for making us your first listen every single day. These are the important lead-up moments to these upcoming fantasy drafts. We got to drop some tidbits about our listener league. We got that coming up, Steel. But... You know, we got to pay these bills, baby. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat with any order. You don't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Steel, I promise you this, and I promise the listeners on today's episode this. Some of these angles that you and I are going to now dig into ahead of all of our regular scheduled content, mock drafts, and otherwise. This is where I think you can really find some gems. And we're going to talk about on today's episode, players in new situations, perhaps that have opportunity or players in situations that had major pieces move out around them. And now some ice time is opening up some opportunity to take on a top six role or maybe a top four role. If you're looking at blue liners, I don't know who you got, but we're going to start today's episode with Mr. Brendan Hagel of the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's a major extension, Steel. That's a $6.5 million AAV up from his $1.5 million annually. He had career highs last year. Let's talk about this player, and then let's get into some of these guys that have huge opportunities to make some noise this year. Yeah, absolutely incredible for Brandon Hagel. A little early birthday present turns 25 on August 27th. So happy birthday to Brandon Hagel, and uh, what an accomplishment to sign this contract. Eight-year deal, 6.5. AAV, like you said, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and Tampa Bay has got to be one of the best teams in the NHL for these long-term eight-year deals at, you know, very consistent prices and Good accurate point. prices as well. Boston being one of them as well with the, the contracts that they hand out. So kudos mm-hmm. to them signing these young, uh, young studs uh, for long-term deals at the right price. Mm-hmm. Brandon Hagel, though, heading into his fifth NHL season. He'll be 26 yeah. years old in four days, like I said. Uh, this was a guy that uh, I was very hard on when he first got traded to Tampa Bay. He was very poor performance the last 22, 25 games in the regular season, didn't perform in the playoffs. Now, he had a full season under his belt in Tampa Bay, and he was very impressive last year, especially Mm -hmm. in the playoffs as well in that first round. Obviously, he didn't get the job done. But in the regular season, he was very, very impressive. 64 Mm -hmm. points in 81 games, uh, 179 shots. The blocks and hits range from anywhere from 50 to 60 hits every single year. And obviously when you're playing with the guys like Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, they have those perks. The stats, they're going to elevate. They're going to they're gonna elevate your game and they're going to demand that from you every single day. And he's demanding it out of himself now uh, from what mm-hmm. I've seen this last year. So obviously 
uh, a lot of perks playing with Kucherov, Point, Stamkos, even Hedman and uh, Sergachev on the back mm -hmm. end. You've got Vasilevsky covering your butt in the crease as well. Just looking yeah. at where he was drafted last year, his ADP was 264.1. That was going mm -hmm. in the last round, round 20. He yeah. should probably be going in the eighth, ninth round this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But just looking at, uh, again, where a few of these other players are getting drafted, I, that's exactly where I would be drafting a guy like Brandon Hagel because I think he okay. can even get higher than 64 points playing with Kucherov in point. So, uh, you know, when I was looking at his uh, his uh, percentage on the rostered teams in Yahoo, he was at the end of the year, he was only rostered 55% on Yahoo. That's a little low for me, especially what he was accomplishing last year. Yeah. So Brandon yeah. Hagel deserves the contract. Uh, and it always, you know, you can maybe talk about it being a little bit too much right now, but over time, it's going to work out. It always seems to work out for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, that's true. It does. And I think also what's interesting, and this is the point we're going to segue into the rest of this conversation is, you know, the Palats of the world, the Kalorns of the world, some of the pieces of those couple of cups, you know, they've shifted on from some of these names. And this obviously yeah. frees up opportunity for guys like Brandon Hagel to really make a name for himself. And I think he did that last year, proving that I think he had that one really good year with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, scoring the 25, 24. Yeah. One goals, 21 goals uh, yeah. in 55 games. So I think that there's going to be this opportunity for him here. And that's what we're going to take this conversation on for the rest of the episode is that opportunity for guys like Hagel, where some pieces have moved on or they've come into a new landscape and now they have even more opportunity. Hashtag Morgan geeky. But when it comes <laughs> down to the Tampa Bay lightning steel, I think what aside from the quality of the players you mentioned up front, Braden Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, you know, I also love what Anthony Sorelli brings to the table. I really like Nick Paul, Tanner know, Connor Sheary they've brought in. Yep. This is a balanced forward group, but the reason why they're allowed to do what they can do is because they got Kucherov, or sorry, they got Hedman and Sergachev and one of the best goalies on the planet in Vasilevsky holding them yep. down on the back end. So am I ready to say they're ready to run it back and win another cup? I just think there's so many other good teams around them that I'm not really, really ready to do that. But they're going to be right there, Steele. As a team in the East, they're going to be a playoff team. And I think that just brings quality to pieces like Hagel because you know they're in a good situation to win and, most importantly, score goals. So I think this Brandon Hagel contract makes a lot of sense. There's a changing of the guard here, right? I want to mention that to you off air. Yeah, Kalorn moving on, that made a whole lot of sense. You're putting the money into a younger player. That is probably a lot more important to your overall offensive success. No disrespect to Alex Kalorn, who's coming off a really good year. But also what I love about Brandon Hagel, and you mentioned it, 58 block shots, 68 hits last year. For a guy with a 30-goal, 30-assist caliber, you don't usually see peripherals that high. Also, six foot two, 180 pounds. This guy might start to throw his weight around a little bit more if he gets even more ice time, which I think he'll do. But I just want to hit me, hit me with your take here before we move on to these players with good opportunity that could succeed. We'll get there right after the break. Is what is your projection for the Tampa Bay Lightning? I gave you mine. They're still a playoff team, right? Yeah, I think they're still a playoff team. When you have Vasilevsky holding it right. down, holding the fort down in the blue yeah. paint, that gives you, again, one of the best chances to make mm -hmm. it in the postseason. It's, yes, for me, like I said, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be five teams from the Atlantic Division making it in the postseason. Mm -hmm. That being Toronto Maple Leafs, Tampa Bay Lightning, 
Florida Panthers most likely. Mm. Uh, it, it's again the Boston Bruins for me right now is a huge question mark. Okay, let uh, it out. I'll let I'll I'll throw the Boston Bruins in there for now, and okay. then I'll throw the Buffalo Sabers in there as well. Ooh. I think they're like going to be that team that squeaks in very last in that last wild card spot. So I think five teams from the Atlantic uh, are going to make okay. the, the playoffs. And yeah, yeah, of course, Tampa Bay is going to be one of them. They've got mm-hmm. Vasilevsky. I think we can expect a bounce back season from Victor Hedman as well. Even though Me Mikhail Sergachev is taking the reins a little bit, Victor Hedman yeah. is still a very sound defenseman in this league. Oh my God. And then we yeah. just we just mentioned all of those other names up front. Kucherov, yes, Point, Hagel, Stamkos, Sorelli, and many, mm-hmm. many more. The team's a playoff team for sure. Yeah, I agree. And we'll get to our playoff predictions. I think you and I like doing, we'll go division by division, top to bottom. Prediction (laughs) on wins, points, and where they finish. Stay tuned and keep it tapped to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast for the rest of your draft preparation, which will continue right after the break, where we take a look at some situations on teams for players that are going to have a big opportunity to step out as major fantasy pieces steal i got a little intrigue a little secret you don't know all my players we'll get to that right after the break but we got to pay these bills baby and today's episode is brought to you by bird dogs you and i steal are loving our bird dogs we got a couple of pairs in the mail i gave one away to my stepdad i'm not kidding you the tagline is you won't want to take your bird dogs off (laughs) every time i see this guy he's rocking the bird dogs they make you look good The stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh, giving you that truly sculpted look in your leg. Bird dog shorts do the exact same things as Lululemon, but they fit way better for the boys. They fit better than regular shorts, and they're made of a stiff, non-restricting cotton that makes you feel good and look good using that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long you got to be checking out bird dogs go to birddogs.com slash locked on nhl enter promo code locked on nhl for a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nhl or promo code locked on nhl for a free white tech hat you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you and thank you so much for making the locked on fantasy hockey podcast your first listen every single day we are a part of the locked on podcast network where you can find your favorite team from all four major sports leagues, including the NCAA, your team every single day. And before we get into those big NHL opportunities, remember, continue to DM us on our Twitter account, LO underscore fantasy NHL, continuing to take all of your, uh, get all of your information as possible, name and email as which, uh, which uh, league you want to be a part of casual or competitive. We've already got eight returning participants from last year's fantasy league. We've got, Five or six new ones already. Again, just continue to DM us. We'll write you down on the list. We'll get all your information and we'll get you sorted into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey League Listener League Year 2 edition. Can't wait for this upcoming season. Uh, All the details coming very, very soon. But that's the most important. Make sure you're DMing us Mm -hmm. with your name and email so we can jot you down on the list. And if you don't mind, Flip, I'll just get right into my first player for biggest NHL opportunity. This is a guy that we've talked about a little bit about that I've talked okay. a little bit about, and that's Jonathan Druin of the Colorado Avalanche. Now. Oh. Had a stellar, stellar career in the queue, 213 points in 94 games in his last okay. two seasons. Okay. And, you know, again, this is a guy that actually played for Tampa, was drafted by the Tampa Bay Lightning 
third, uh, first round, third overall. Mm-hmm. He had a chance to play with a few studs in Tampa, and he, and really botched that opportunity. Really yeah. botched it. You know, had He's a little bit a of an few. attitude. He has botched a few. He had a little bit of an attitude. Turns out Tampa Bay didn't want any part of that. They trade for Miguel Sergachev. <laughs> Look where they are right now. Bang. Wins a couple of cups, banging out. So yeah. he gets traded to the Montreal Canadiens. Played mm. pretty decent to start uh, the first couple of years, but then the injury started to creep in. His mental health was starting mental, to drag yeah. a little bit. But now he is okay. reunited with Nathan McKinnon, who he was playing for the Halifax Mooseheads in the queue, mm. and they were getting uh, that chemistry going. Joe Sackick knows exactly what he's doing, bringing this kid into Colorado. He's 28 years old. He's still in his prime. This is a dark horse player for sure. Yeah, But if we can get a glimpse of 2017, 2018 Druin, I think we're all in for a treat because he's probably he's most likely playing on that top line with Miko Ranton and Nathan McKinnon. And yeah. like you said just the other day, it's only been two years since the Colorado Avalanche have won the Stanley Cup. So for right. me, again, I'm going to throw it out there. He is a right. dark horse player for sure. Mm. But if we can get a glimpse of what we saw in 2017 with the Montreal Canadiens, as well as that chemistry again with Nathan McKinnon, this mm-hmm. is a guy that I will keep an eye out for uh, later in the draft. I like how you're starting to really fall in love with this angle because everything you're saying about it adds up and it's right. It's just if he for some reason falters it and doesn't get to play on that top line, I'm really concerned after a two goal performance last year, but it fits this mold so perfectly. A change of scenery. He's now going to, not like Tampa Bay wasn't a winner, but that was a long time ago. For and it Honestly, was. I think it was a totally different player. I think Jonathan Drouin now, Colorado is obviously a great fan base, but it's not exactly playing in the meat grinder of a media SHIT show. That is Montreal, especially when yeah. you're a Francophone back player. You know, he has that in his, you know, like that's just something that they have to deal with as being a Quebec native playing for the Montreal Canadiens. And he's proven that and been very honest that he's not got it all together when it comes to dealing with all that pressure. And that's okay, but you got to figure it out. And I think he's figuring it out. And I so love that you're bringing up the opportunity because if we're talking about players with big opportunity to step out as fantasy studs, why not a guy who already had chemistry with their top players and is going to get an opportunity to play with Nathan McKinnon. So I'm here for that take two goals last season, 27 assists in 58 games. Obviously you're not drafting this guy for peripherals, but offensively at the end of the draft steal, I'm liking it. Now Nashville predators move on from Matt (laughs) Duchesne and Ryan Johansson, two pillars of the offense there over the last couple of years. And we know Rijo was hurt. We know Matt Duchesne has had his ups and downs, but for the Nashville predators, he's been pretty much nothing but solid. And I was reading an article the other, you know, 86 points for Nashville two years ago, 56 last year. He was a bit banged up. Matt Duchesne, when he's on his game, is one of those talented forwards that for some reason, and not for some reason, I think we know it was that off ice. You know, he got a little lippy. We know that there's some concerns with his attitude. But when he's on steel, this man has 80-point caliber. And now he gets to slot into a very balanced and good Dallas Stars situation. So we'll keep our eyes on Matt Duchesne. But what it's done in the Nashville system is open up some big time opportunities for a couple of players that you and I have touched on very briefly. And I'm talking about Tommy Novak, 
I'm talking about Yuso Parsonen, and I'm talking about guys like even Cody Glass. Yeah. And now I know Ryan O'Reilly is going to come in, and he's going to fill that top slot. Thomas Novak is probably going to be the secondary centerman. But I seriously think Gustav Nyquist on that top line, that is not a set in stone. So there is going to be some very good looks for these young players to step out, Steele. And I'm looking at that third line, Cody Glass. Philip Tomasino and UC Parsonen. And no, I'm not saying go out there and draft these guys. But I am saying in the Keeper Dynasty realm, they're all very draftable. And I'm looking at this Nashville Predators forward group because there is going to be so much opportunity and flux as some of my go-to waiver wire ads basically all year long because I really like these young players in Nashville who are going to get a ton of uptick in time on ice. I like that you're talking about the Nashville Predators in, in entire forward roster right there because yep. there are going to be some opportunities and Ryan O'Reilly is going to be a big part of that mentoring those young players yeah. as well. Parson, exactly. Novak, uh, Cody Glass especially, I think all of those players are going to get a big opportunity mm-hmm. this year and hopefully uh, redeem a lot of what we expected out of Nashville last season, uh, a very down year. Right. So I like that you're bringing up Nashville and you're definitely going to like this player for sure. He might even be <laughs> on your list. And that it's it's actually another reunion of sorts, and that's okay. Connor McDavid and Connor oh, Brown bang. played together in the yes, OHL for the Erie yes, Otters. Obviously, uh, a horrible injury last year for Connor Brown ACL? last uh, last season. Yeah, ACL, ACL injury yeah. with the Washington Capitals. Only played four games. Yeah, uh, not much to show for it. Had zero points in four games to start the year. But yeah, he was out for the season because of an ACL tear or ACL injury. But he's been a very consistent player. He's always been a 35, 40-point player, uh, yep. puts anywhere from 130 to 170 shots. When he's healthy, obviously, uh, obviously the blocks and hits, they don't get up there that much. But you're not really in this – you're not drafting this player for those peripherals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But look at what happened to Zach Hyman when he went from Toronto to Edmonton. Zach Hyman was also a very consistent 35, 45-point player, even though he was – you know, he dominates in the corners – He's a, he's a hard hustler. He works hard for the puck. But look at where Zach Hyman's at right now with the Edmonton Oilers. First year had 53 points. Next year, I believe he had 87 or 88. So the point total is going up for a guy like Zach Hyman, who does a Big lot time. of the work. Connor Brown can do the exact same thing. And again, a little bit of a reunion mm-hmm. with these guys when they played uh, in the OHL together. So I really like Connor Brown on that top line with both McDavid and Zach Hyman. There are always these intriguing storylines headed into training camp about a guy who is maybe a little more under the radar or someone who is off an injury or otherwise getting a really amazing opportunity to play. And I don't mean second line. I don't mean third line. I'm talking about top line minutes with some of the best players in the league offensively. And Connor Brown is going to get a very, very good chance to do that. Does he slot in on the top line? I don't know. Does he slot in on the second line? I think there's going to be some questions there, but he was brought in to score goals and to help balance out that offense a little bit. The guy can skate. He can play the wing. I really like Connor Brown. And if you're headed into this season, taking a look at major opportunities for guys to break out, Connor Brown was on my list as well, Steele. So we'll keep the segment right around the break very tight. But you got to be taking a shot on a guy who's going to play with either McDavid or Dreisaitl. I'm comfortable taking a risk on Connor Brown. As you know, I think I've brought up many times when we talk about where to draft them. I want to be taking Connor Brown because of the lack of peripherals. I can't take him too high. I can't overinvest and only get goals and assists from a guy in my, you know, seventh, eighth, or ninth rounds. 
So I'm taking Connor Brown as maybe like my last or second last forward, or maybe my first bench spot. I like that as well. You know, I, this could be a player that now that he's with McDavid and dry like we, like we're talking about that maybe a lot of players or a lot of managers out yeah. there do draft him a little bit early. Oh, he'll go higher. He he'll will go higher. A lot higher yeah. uh, for sure. I, I wouldn't reach too high, but you know, that's my concern. 16th, 17th round. I'd feel comfortable around there. Maybe even 14th, 15th. You're so right, though, I think, Steele. I think that's what's going to end up happening because people are going to start talking. The line rushes are going to come out in spring, uh, you know, in the uh, training camp lead up. So I'm just saying for me personally, because I've gotten burned by stacking up on too many what looks to be really good situations. You've got to dig into the numbers and you've got to do your homework, which includes always keeping it tapped to this pod. Always keeping it tapped. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all that love and support you show us every single day. And remember, DM us at LO underscore Fantasy NHL if you want to participate in our Locked On Fantasy Hockey Listener League. We've got two different leagues going, casual and competitive. DM us your full name, email, and which league you want to be a part of, casual or competitive, and we'll put you down on the list so we can get as many participants for this upcoming season flip and i are very excited about it uh flip i got a few more players not going to go into full detail with all of them okay but this next player comes from the atlantic division as well actually a former colorado avalanche player oh and that's evan rodriguez of the florida panthers i like it again another 40 point player you know consistently 35 40 point player season uh 200 plus shots blocks and hits go up every single year he's playing with the likes of alexander barkov and sam reinhardt potentially on the second line as well with matthew kachuk and sam bennett so he's got some other opportunities right now uh to play in the top six group of another organization Mm -hmm. uh we saw what he was able to do when he was playing in pittsburgh on that top line with crosby and gensel for a little bit goes to colorado it didn't really pan out for him the way i thought it would True, but you know true. he makes it. He makes it a little bit. Uh, he makes another move. Goes back to the Eastern Conference, playing for mm-hmm. another, uh, you know, juggernaut of a forward team. Now that they've got Matthew Kachuk, so I think this could be another okay. player that gets a lot of opportunity in the top six. Gets a little bit more yeah. power play time oh, as yeah. well, and uh, we could definitely see, uh, you know, all the stats. Point, uh, you know, maybe not goals and or yeah, goals, assists, hits, blocks, and shots go up mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that Carter Verhage has earned that top left wing slot alongside the best player fantasy wise, I think right up there with the best in Matthew Kachuk, but their top six forward group is solid. And I think that's the point you're really getting at here is Evan Rodriguez is going to get a good opportunity to make a name for himself on the Florida Panthers. He's done so on other squads, you know, his, his cup of tea with, with Sid and Pittsburgh as well. He's also proven that he was able to go up and down the lineup steal. He can really play anywhere you put him. And I think actually in some leagues, maybe this has changed, but he was dual eligibility for a while at both wings. So I, you know, I love the dual eligibility. It's something that I think you and I also maybe need to focus on a little bit in the lead up to the draft. Some of those guys that you're going to be able to swap in and out as those Swiss army knives. That's how I look at Evan Rodriguez. I look at him as a guy who, yeah, no, he's not a top, you know, six, seven round guy. But after that, I might be starting to take a real look at him basically because we know the value that Matthew Kachuk and my boy Carter Verhage are starting to bring as elite offensive pieces in this league. So I really, really like that you brought up Rodriguez. I just want to leave it at this with the Florida Panthers take is, and I've said this before, the book is out on them now. 
They're not going to be surprising any teams and running straight through to the Stanley Cup final. Are they a playoff team? I agree with you. Yes, they are. Bobrovsky is still a question mark. There's some injuries on that blue line. They're a bit banged up, but all the pieces are there to be a playoff team. Heck, they were real close to a Stanley Cup. So I'm not trying to take away. I'll just leave that little tidbit in the ear for some of y'all <laughs> Panthers cats who might be drafting Evan Rodriguez a little too early. But a guy that I think you got to be drafting this year, Steele, because of major opportunity, is Morgan Geeky. And I've mentioned this before, and I know you're going to back me up on this, and it may be a little bit by default because of Krejci and Bergeron being out of there. And you and I are both on the train of a decline from this Boston Bruins team. They still have David Pasenak. They still have Charlie McAvoy, Hampus Lindholm, and the best goaltending tandem, at least on paper, at least on paper, yeah, in the entire NHL. So my boy Morgan Geeky is also six foot three, two hundred plus pounds, and only twenty five years old. And yeah, I checked that one, Steel. He's twenty five <laughs> years old. He's a good Manitoba boy. Twenty eight points in sixty nine games doesn't exactly jump off the page, but he throws his body a little, throws his body around, which I think you're going to see a ton more. All of these peripherals, though, Steel, I don't think it's fair to assess him because of the reduced roles that he had, and he's not going to be having a reduced role anymore he might actually get a real look to be the number one center in Boston. That might be a bit of a bold take, but he's going to be right there as at least the second line center and maybe even getting some looks with the pasta man. And if that happens, Steele, you're going to be thanking me, whoever drafts Morgan Geeky. You'll be in the DMs thanking your boy Big Flip because it'll pay off for you big time. Number one center might be a little bit bold, but I'm with you yeah, for the yeah. second line center. You know, I like uh, my you bold know, definitely take, get some. Definitely get some opportunity as a second line center, uh, switching out with Charlie Boyle. Uh, I agree with you. Morgan Geeky was one of those guys last year that, uh, you know, even his his small sample size with the Seattle Kraken, I liked Mm -hmm. what he was able to do there. And again, very young player, still has a lot to prove right now. I've got a few players left right now. I'm not going to give full detail. Uh, Two players, though, come from the same team. Toronto Maple Leafs, Tyler Bertuzzi, and Max Domi. Obviously, a big opportunity for both those guys. One of them Good playing one. for money, one of them playing for home. Max Domi wants to be a Maple Leaf. He wants to have a good season, so he can find a long-term contract with them. So he's, you know, that's his re- reasoning right there. Yeah. We know what Tyler Bertuzzi brings to the table. Uh, again, like a big you. concern with him is injury. It's bit, it's the injuries. If yeah. he can, if he can stay fully healthy, we yeah. know what he's capable of. He's capable of seventy plus points. He's capable of over 170 shots. He's capable of many, many things, uh, especially the grittiness and physicality of the uh, of what the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs need right now. Yeah. So I'm going to leave it at that. I have a Ooh. player, though, that I really want your input on okay. uh, who could have a big opportunity, but he's a veteran right now. He's a veteran in the league. Uh, okay. He's on a new team. Blake Wheeler of the New York oh, Rangers getting an opportunity on the second line with Artemi Panarin and Vincent Trocek. Hmm. To me, that's interesting. I don't know how big of an opportunity is if he's, you know, where he would fall in a draft. Like, he still Mm -hmm. puts up some decent points, 55 points in 72 games. Peripherals are, you know, not great. 125 shots last season, only 35 blocks and 50 hits. Where would you think a guy like Blake Wheeler playing with those guys on a a way better team than the Winnipeg Jets? Where would he Mm -hmm. fall? This is a really good question, Steele, because obviously this was their major move in the offseason. He's had to really carry that Winnipeg team at times. And I know maybe the last year and a half, you know, there's been some off ice things. He has the, you know, maybe it was a couple of years ago they stripped the C off him. Maybe it was 
you know, two seasons back. But, you know, there was a lot going on in Winnipeg that you and I just yeah. couldn't quite put our finger on. And Blake Wheeler was one of those guys because when you look back at his numbers, you know, 78 points, 69 points, 74 yeah. points. And then in 2018, 91 points, 2019, 91 points. This is a guy that we know can get it done in the NHL at a very, very elite level. And I think him falling into the New York Rangers system and not having to be even the second or third guy in New York could actually be huge for him. But I'll also say this before I spit out my answer on where he falls, because I promise I'm getting there. Blake Wheeler is also now, and I'll double check this one. 37 years old in five days. Thank you. Six He's days. Be 37 years old. And there is a lot of mileage on that body. And he has been banged up at points in his career. So I'm yeah. just a little bit... You never really draft based on injuries. I'm always with you on taking the best available player. Blake Wheeler, though, I'm just a little bit concerned. If he does get off to a slow start, there's also no telling if he gets bumped down that lineup because they don't actually have too much invested in him. I believe it's just a one-year deal, but yeah. I'll leave it at this. Same kind of thing where I'm talking about those last couple of positions in my forward group. I'm going to throw Blake Wheeler in there and maybe the last couple of rounds of this year's draft. Yeah, that seems to be the trend for Blake Wheeler at the start of the season. Always starts off slow and then really picks it right. up towards uh, towards the new year right. uh, in the second half of the season. So you know, this could be a guy that you get that you pick up off the waiver wire every now and again, uh, especially on one of those hot weeks where they've got four games or something like that. Do you have any last players that have big opportunities before we wrap this show up? I'm sure there's others. I guess I just wanted to leave it at this. You and I are talking about early line projections in the end of August. Training camps haven't even started yet. These are the lines that make yeah. the most sense. These are the lines, you know, that are out there on daily faceoff. These are what makes sense. But that's the other thing with Blake Wheeler. Tying his value to those two guys mm -hmm. makes a whole lot of sense. In Trocheck, and you said, I think it was Panarin. Yeah, that obviously he becomes a very draftable player if that's what actually ends up happening. But these are some of those things that... Don't just do your research now, make your notes, and then go to draft. you got to be tapping in every single week. And you know the serious GMs are tapping in every single day, Steel, just like you and I. So, Blake Wheeler, I'll be keeping my eyes on him because in training camp, if there is any issues in any, if he gets banged up at all, I'm staying away from that man. Every week and every day, you got to be tapping into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Again, make sure you're tuning in Monday, Wednesday, Friday till the end of August. And then once September 1st comes around, we're back to five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning is when you can find our episodes. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode with Flip and I. Have a great day. Good luck with all your summer bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Friday. Peace.